You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? How you doing, my friend? Ah, delightful, man. I'm sore today, but I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's a little chilly. It's sun shines out. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's record on this Saturday. I can't believe it's November. Yeah, dude. November 11th, 2020. I can't believe it's fucking November already. Mm-hmm. Um, 10, 14 a.m. I was going to try to get a good night's sleep before... Um, we recorded this morning. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit. But then I realized that there was a um, gimmick on Disney Plus, Hulu, uh, by National Geographic called JFK One Day in America, right? Oh. About the whole JFK situation. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, a situation uh, about the JFK assassination. <laughs> he, had a, uh, he had a bit of a situation in 63. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, situation. So I'm watching, and this has, has like a, it, this blew my mind because there's like a wrestling tie-in. So I'm watching, and there's there's interviews with the last surviving witnesses to what happened. You know, uh, Secret Service agents, uh, Secret Service agents, reporters, and all stuff. So after, you know, episode two, the assassination happens, they're at the police station, they show this reporter come on to the screen, and, you know, talking. I'm like, wow, that guy looks familiar. Holy shit, what, huh? And the name comes up, it says Bill Mercer. Bill Mercer was the play-by-play announcer and host of World Class Championship Wrestling. No shit. So he's at the police station going, hey, you know, and they flash the name Bill Mercer. I'm like, holy shit. And then they go from the footage from the police station to now, and there's Bill Mercer. Wow. Still talking about, you know, uh, the JFK uh, assassination. And uh, holy shit, I was just like, man, Bill Mercer got to witness some tragic events between the assassination of JFK and the tragedy that happened with Devon Eriks. And now with the, uh, the Iron Claw movie coming out, you know, I wonder if he'll be, uh, be portrayed in that. But yeah, yeah it just it's... Just, I'm sitting there like, holy shit. And Mrs. Me is like, wow. I was like, oh, it's Bill Mercer. She's like, I don't know. Who's Bill Mercer? I was like, oh, world-class championship wrestling. You know, welcome to world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer. So it's like, wow. Well, great documentary. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. Three-parter. Um, a lot of weird stuff to have. You know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the questions that start, you know, make, you know, the conspiracy in, in me was just like, man, a lot of this shit just happened way too quick. Mm-hmm. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it happened. They found the guy within two hours and then they, they knew his whole life story, you know? Yeah. 
the man lived in Russia. He, he you know, this is that, like, how did you all know that in like two, three hours? You know, how, yeah. How did we figure that out so quickly in 1963 of all years? Yeah, and they're all like showing off the rifle, not wearing gloves. Yeah, I'm like, you found, <laughs> you found the 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 weapon, and you're just picking it up all willy nilly, no gloves, and no preserving of prints. You know, just. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this I hate to be one of those guys, but yeah, this is this is weird. Conspiracies. Yeah. 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 yeah they 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 wait they knew way too much way too soon. There's like no internet back then. You know, there's where you could go, oh, Google this guy, you know, or look this guy up, look yeah. at this social media page. They knew everything about this guy in like two to three hours. Which is again, it's crazy, right? Like I'm not again, I'm not one typically one of those people to to buy into it. I just I Knowing the mafia back then, the mafia stories from the, the you know, that timeline and the yeah. fact that, that, you know, anybody who's listening, you're about to get a history lesson, you know, um, when Kennedy was elected, his dad actually like paid off a lot of the mafia outfits. And this is all public record. You can look it up. Like he gave money to the Chicago outfit and New York, New Yorkers and basically like here, vote for him and he'll leave you alone. John will leave you alone. He'll never bother you. Like whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. then he becomes president, like literally- by like that much. And the first thing that happens is he, he appoints his brother, Robert, to be the attorney general, who then rolls out this like streamlined program about crushing the mafia. And for, wow. you know, three years before, he, before John was killed, that was Bobby's agenda. Was to crush the mafia and, and you know, and Jimmy Hoffa and, 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 you know, J. Edgar Hoover was involved in all that. So for me, it's like knowing that the CIA was involved with the Chicago outfit during the Castro portions of yeah you know the timeline it's like well there's some shady shit going on here and i'm not sure i i really jive with it all here but i, I definitely think that there's it it seems too like you said it seems too buttoned up to not be something more insidious if that makes sense yeah back 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 when you had to go to the library and look up something up by the Dewey decimal system <laughs> using morse code yeah you, you, you're, <laughs> Yeah, we had rotary phones, the Dewey Decimal System, and you know, we automatically knew everything about this guy within yeah. yeah, two to three hours. Like, come on, man. I, no, but I, yeah. Yeah, that just adds political I'll get on the show. Yeah, but no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had that wrestling tie-in. I had to talk about it. Yeah. It's a great series. Uh, talking to some of the um, Secret Service, two of the Secret Service guys that were on that detail. Mm. Very emotional, um, you know, their accounting of it mm-hmm. or recounting of it. And, um, you know, of course, you know, towards the end, you know, Jeff Key's funeral and John Jr. saluting. Oh, man. Father's coffin. It's like the Secret Service guys, like even the hardest of, uh, you know, so- servicemen saw that and started weeping. Mm. When his little boy, so it's like, oh, my God. It's awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. Not a there's this, there's this, you know, you know, this a sense of like, you know, what it was like back then, you know, just you know, affected everybody all over there. You know, they had cameras in like Times Square and they're interviewing people and it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. what, what, a much simpler time. You know, people standing on corners with handheld radios to their ears and stuff like that. It's yeah. Crazy. I was, I was thinking about when you were talking about, um, 
back then, you know, like I, my dad, I think my dad was born in 55. So in 1968, that would have made him 13 or 14. Now he probably would have been, he probably would have just been 12 turning 13 when uh, Bobby was killed. And they did the train route through the country, I guess. I don't know if they went from New York or they, I don't know what they did. They were some train route they took his body on in the coffin. And my dad actually got to see the train go by and saw the coffin and the train. It was just like hearing that story and then like seeing it, you know what I mean? It's like this, this weird disparity of like how he lived through that and not having that experience and being like, wow, you actually saw that, you know, like that happened during your lifetime and then having the same conversations with my kids about 9-11. You know, it's just like, it's this yeah. weird, you know, we talk about time a lot on here, but it's the truth. It's just like, it's this weird disparity that happens when you're, you're yeah. like, oh shit, like you have, you will have no, con- you have no concept of what that was like back then. So. Um, yeah. You know, the JFK thing. And then when I was seven, you know, Reagan got shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was alive for uh, Reagan and John Lennon getting shot, oh, which. Man. Yeah, there's like three significant things when I was a kid. Uh, I I remember. I remember Reagan getting shot, John Lennon getting shot, and then I remember uh, Mount Mount St. Helens exploding, Mm, mm -hmm. which which was right around my birthday. I was like, I was like, that's not going to ruin my birthday, is it? I'm sorry. I don't want this to ruin anything. Yep. I'm still getting toys, right? You know? But, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything major that I can recall. Like, I, re- I was, you know, I was born in 85. So, I, I, like, very, very vaguely remember the Berlin Wall coming down. Like, very yeah. real, like, real tiny blips. And, um... How about the, uh, space shuttle? No, that was 86. I was, that was January. I actually just looked that up. It was January 86. So, I think I was, like, six months old when that happened. I was or, home from school on a snow day. Oh, man. You guys watched that on TV, didn't you? Yeah. It was a snow day. I'm home from school. Dun, 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 dun. ABC breakthrough. And, you know, and that was my whole day. I just mm. sat in front of the TV while watching live news and Man. You know, find out, you know, what happened, you know? Man, dude. Crazy. Oh, my God. Vanessa oh, just. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Shout out You're to. Here. That's in the chat room. The Pope got shot. I remember the Pope getting shot too. And and also Bud Dwyer. I was but, just going to you know, say, I remember my- Localized and nationalized, but- Bud Dwyer, if you're not familiar with him outside of Philadelphia politics, he was a, I think he was some kind of financial guy. I don't think he was the attorney general, but he was some kind of like a controller in the city of Philadelphia or in the in, in Pennsylvania. And he was being charged, of, uh, charged with fraud. And he shot himself on live TV, he pulled out a gun and- you know, killed himself on TV. And uh, that was huge news. I remember my mom and dad telling me that. Yeah. I was home from, uh, on, I was home from school on a st- snow day that day too. And we saw it live as it had, it was a live press conference. Yeah. And then the one channel in town re-aired, replayed the whole thing. Like, yeah, they, they replayed it unedited. Like, what are you doing? I think that was channel six in Philly that replayed it or yeah. whatever. It was like, all right. <laughs> that's certainly a fucking that's an editorial choice right there I don't know why you but, uh, fucking do that again a little piece of useless knowledge uh, the filter song Hey Man Night Shot is about the Bud Wire shooting and that's no joke mm-hmm. like like uh, yeah that, that I heard about it when the song first, first came out Yeah, and uh, I mean 
there was interviews about yeah, but that that was about that the Bud Wire thing and and, and you know this in early days of you know tape trading you know, underground videos that was on air mm. stuff like that. So, but yeah, fun fact as well: uh, the original, the very first CKY record is called Volume One, and the original cover is this crude drawing of Bud Dwyer doing what he did. And yeah. when they signed to, I think it was Volcom was their first label. They were like, we can't, we can't fucking sell this record like this. So they wouldn't right. let them sell the record. So the, the covers, now that they've reclaimed a lot of their masters, the cover, that cover is coming back. But the original pressings of that record are worth a pretty substantial penny. So, um, wow. yeah. So fun, fun fact. Um, but yeah, I, uh, lots of, lots of wild shit, man. Like just thinking about timelines and everything else but i want to mention real fast at the top of the program that the pod squad is here we thank you for joining us on this saturday morning we love you all please keep your comments coming and as you know you can join the pod squad today as you're listening to this as long as you're not driving because don't do that shit while you're driving that's fucking weird um you know you you could pull over like go to the rest stop uh, you know find john bon jovi rest stop um and you can uh pull over and go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning sign up today tiers starting at just ten dollars and you get to see our hallway chats and get to see our beautiful faces every time we record. It's win-win, man. But Either the John Bon Jovi or the James Gandolfini uh, rough stop, which uh, I have frequented many a ECW. It's weird, like, you know, uh, when you go on road trips, there's so many different um, habits. Mm-hmm. You know, driving to New York or... Boston, there was like the same, we would stop at the same rest areas or whatever. And uh, I can't remember. It's the last eggs, the last rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike right before you get to the New York Thruway. Mm. I forgot what it was called, but now they've changed it to the James Gandolfini rest area, mm. which they filmed an episode at, you know, on the, I believe on the last season. Really? Because, uh, Watch Sopranos. And I saw that, and they were like at this like restaurant type thing. But I was like, mm. "Oh my god, that's the fucking so and so rest stop," you know. And <laughs> it's like right next to the Dunkin' Donuts in the the rest stop. And mm. I was like, "Oh," but you know, there was you know, we would always stop at that rest stop. And on the way back, there was a rest stop we called the uh, Louis Piccoli rest area because you know we had these stickers made up for. In ECW, we had these stickers made up for Louis Piccoli in the vein of Andre the Giant has a posse. Oh. <clears throat> but since Louis Piccoli has a click, because, you know, uh, Louis Piccoli was always do shout outs to the click on ECW TV. And then he called all the girls and all the, the, the women in ECW his chick click. So if you ever saw Louis Piccoli stand up in the ring and and do this with the two hands to where it looks like two C's. That's his shout out to the chick click in the, in the locker room. <laughs> we called that rest stop. The Luis Piccoli as a posse, uh, rest stop because it was our mission to, to slap a Louis sticker on. There's one sign. We all, you know, put a sticker on there. If we went back, I was missing. We fucking slap another one back on there. You know, <laughs> me and Jeff Jones had to made up. It's me and, uh, yeah, I still have a pack unopened. Really? But, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just uh, 
things, memories, timelines. Um, I, I do. I, like I said, I can't believe it's November. Ugh. I can't. Me and you were talking about, you know, on, before we, you know, came on the air. It's like, fuck, how long has this podcast been around? Four years. Yeah, four years in in March. It's crazy. Yeah, we're almost. Out. What, what episode are we on now? This is a one ninety. Jesus Christ. So by you know? early next year, we're going to do episode 200. Should we, should we ask Al to come back again? Should we feed him some, <laughs> some sugar-free gummy bears and <laughs> film him live from the toilet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Get Will yeah. Sasso on. He can do his impression of Jesse Ventura just the entire time. Listen, man, oh, you can be on the show, but you can only do it as Jesse. Yeah. You could probably do it. I'd love to have him on. I'd I should try to reach out. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll reach out to the guys from Dudesy as well. I think one of the guys that did, they did the Ding Dong song video, which my Daniel loves it so much that that's part of his bedtime routine now. So we watch yeah. the Ding Dong song video. <laughs> it's so stupid. But um, the guys, I got to shout, shout out the guys from Pink Bike Ralph uh, in Philadelphia. <clears throat> I think I've told this story before, but Daniel, um, we call him Eagle Eye. And so if you'll be looking at memes or something on your phone, and he'll be standing like on the other side of the room and he chuckles and you, it's because he's seen something he's not supposed to see. And so he'll go like, <laughs> and I'm like, stop, like get the fuck out of here. What are you reading it for? Right. Uh, so the other day, or actually about a year and a half ago, um, I was on Instagram and I pulled up Baron Corbin's page and there's a photo of him drinking out of a mug. And the mug said, one of his most famous shirts is remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick. And <laughs> so Danny out of nowhere, here we go, <laughs> dad, that says dick. I'm like, why are you reading this, right? So it became a thing every, like every once in a couple of hours, Danny would come up and he'll go, daddy, daddy, I gotta tell you something. He goes, do you remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick? And he just runs away laughing, right? So I reached out to the guy from Pink Bike Ralph and he's making him a kid size RoboCop shooting that dude in the dick shirt. So That's amazing. <laughs> I'll post a photo on, uh, on the Patreon page when it comes in. Um, but no, it's just, it's like, thinking about that kind of shit is just, it's like, I don't know why he, like, I, I do my best to try to hide that stuff from the kids, but like, he's on the other side of the room. I'm like, how the fuck did you see this, man? Yeah. How are you that good? You can't hide anything with kids. Can't hide anything with kids. kids. No, no. Just, uh, the more you try to, yeah, well, dude, when I was a kid, I was trying to see things I wasn't supposed to see. (laughs) Sneaking in and looking at Playboys, or you know, I remember uh, shit. When I was fucking when I was a kid, uh, Miss America was uh, was Vanessa Williams. They leaked her uh, the first, you know, celebrity leak, I guess, or whatever. Not first, but one in my in my timeline. Yeah, first for me, uh, Vanessa Williams, Miss America. They they put her uh, photos in Playboy or whatever, really. And uh, I think one of my grandparents had it or bought it because they wanted to see it. And then, (laughs) (laughs) you know, before, you know, now we would just text and email this stuff. They're like, hey, take this down to, uh," they put it in a bag and told me to take it down the street to like a neighbor. I'm like, all right, I'm totally not going to look at this, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, scurry off behind a bush and and see some bush. (laughs) <laughs> and, and uh, 
you know, I had to be quick about it because there's, you know, I'm sure she's looking at her watch, you know, talking to so-and-so on the phone. Yeah. Is Brian here yet? <laughs> <laughs> almost. I'm almost there. there. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> at 10 seconds, I'll be there. You got yeah. it, guys. That's why. Hey, stop talking. I'm concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my uncle had an old school Playboy in the top of his drawer. In the, so he had a, he had... Uh, in the basement, he had his room set up down there at my grandparents' house, and it was this old ass, like sixties, early, like mid seventies, fucking Playboy. And you're like, why do they look so? Why does this look so old? <laughs> it's the nineties. Look at the fuck am I looking at here? Crazy yeah. man. Uh, I just saw a, a Playboy from the eighties had mm. Brooke Shields on the cover, and one of the the things on the t- <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I'm about to say. <laughs> Uh, one of the features in that Playboy was uh, <laughs> <laughs> the women <clears throat> I can't believe it. the women of 7-Eleven <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a photo of the cover. I'll send it to oh you. Oh my god, that's that's the title of the I'll, show. I'll post it in the uh, the uh, minded media uh, Facebook group. Oh my god, dude, that is hilarious. Women of Seven Eleven. <laughs> like, we do a, like a feature of like mm-hmm. people who allegedly worked at these places. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those folks didn't work at Seven Eleven. Wow. <laughs> Wait, you mean she wasn't a, a nurse? Yeah, someone yeah, should just, someone should pull uh, her medical license. Then this yeah. is this is ridiculous. Slurpee and <laughs> the fuck out of here! Yeah, oh my god. Well, we found the episode title. That's for sure. The women of Seven Eleven. Um, there you go. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. That's uh... right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! What a time to be alive, man. It was just like the fucking. <laughs> Twist in the back of the cable box to get the shit, the, the, the squiggly lines on TV. Yeah. Man, dude. Oh, I was a kid. Yeah, I just had to, they, a, if you wanted to listen to the porn channel, you just had to uh, hit the AB button on the remote. No shit. There's a button that said A slash B, which I don't know what the fuck it meant. Yeah. Well, I know what it meant. I could see some scrambled uh, boobies <laughs> on, the, on the porn channel. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever- you know, a, a, B, A, B, A, B, and just, you know, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Did you have one of those hot boxes back in the day? My mom had one, and, and it was like one of the ca- the black boxes, the cable boxes. You had fucking, it was the coax cable in the back, and yeah. you, you would, everything would be scrambled, but then you would fucking unplug it, plug it back in, and you'd get everything. Like, all you had to do was do like a quick unplug, twist it in, and you get every fucking channel. Like, it was a way to, to basically buck the system. And I don't think we paid for pay-per-views for like four or five years. Yeah, allegedly, I had one. Allegedly. <laughs> I should say allegedly she had one too. I don't know. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody in South Philly allegedly had one <laughs> until they went to digital and everybody's like, what the fuck? I paid 75 bucks for this. <laughs> allegedly paid $75. For this. Allegedly. How, how the fuck am I going to allegedly get my money back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that, pal. 
Uh, yeah. We allegedly watched every WWE and WCW pay-per-view that was out there. And then there was the Playboy Channel and Spice Network, and it was like, fucking A, this is great shit. Spice and Adam and Eve. That's the other one, yeah. Yeah, in Philly, that was Channel 78, 79. I think it was 97 and 98 or 98 and 99. It was like at the very end of like, it's like the yeah. outer rim of fucking cable, you know? Yeah. Exegol. Yeah. It's the Exegol for all you Star Wars fans out there. It's the very, very end of the universe. It's not, you, you, it's like a rumor. You don't even know it actually exists. So <laughs> it's the <there>. last outpost. <laughs> the last outpost. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I got my fucking, speaking of boobies, I got my tattoo done. It's almost done here. Nice. Shout out to Alex Miller What's- tattoo from uh, local color. In, uh, down, or in, on the outskirts of Westchester. I'll see if I can give you my camera here. You can see a little bit here. Again, patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. I got to get, get some color work done. Got to get the greens and blues done. But man, I forgot how much shading fucking sucks ass on tattoos. It's a, itch. a little bit. A little itchy today. Not terrible. Yeah. I'm so tempted. I got to get another tattoo. Um, it's done. You know, all my tattoos have some sort of personal meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, just I just got to figure out what to get. You know, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get one soon. My buddy, uh, Fred, or as we call him, Fred Word. Um, yeah, he's got a new tattoo shop I want to check out too. So it's got a. It's weird. Like I remember back in the day, you just go to a tattoo shop or. Go to a barber shop and now everything's by appointment. I hear people getting appointments for like haircuts. Yeah. Which uh I just started I went to a barber for the first time in forever. There's a spot here in South Philly called Bud's Barbershop on the sixteenth and uh Rittner. Mm. Uh I believe. Uh, either way, I I've I posted this stuff on my Instagram. It's uh, definitely worth it. Yeah, and he did a great job. So, but I, I, I'm going to have to make an appointment soon for that. But I definitely got to have to make an appointment for my next tattoo. I just don't know what I want yet. But it's got to be something personal, maybe localized. Yeah. You know, something Philly, something ECW maybe. Without, without directly putting the letters ECW on my body, just like a, a, a nod in a, a wink and a nod to uh, ECW or something like that. I just don't know what yet. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe a portrait of Paul Heyman, maybe like right on your hand or something. Oh, yeah. I'm just, think, just thinking out loud for you, pal. <laughs> yeah. If I may. Hello, sir. Uh... <laughs> He's going to induct you this year, right? He's going to be the one. <laughs> thank you, sir. No, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely going in this year, right? Like, you guys, I, it just, it's, I it's inevitable. It's up to Paul. I mean, Yo, Paul, ch- still th- Paul still thinks he's young enough to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And Paul might, might, Paul might decline it, you know, because I have so much more to do, sir. <laughs> you know, but seriously, it. like, Paul, you know, he, he thinks he could go for another hundred years, probably, you know? He, he, in Paul's mind, he hasn't his best work as as awesome as Paul Heyman has been. He thinks his best work is still yet to come. So, 
I don't know. He he might decline it. Mm. Yeah. If I'm if I'm thinking, you know, mm. the way I think he would think, you know. But you know, uh, they gotta do something ECW. Yeah. You know, when they come to town, they they, they it's inevitable. They have to because they couldn't do. You know, they've done it for every other promotion. When it, when when WrestleMania's going to Texas or Georgia or whatever, they've honored, you know, mm-hmm. Detroit. Maybe they did the Sheik or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, they've always done something, and uh, you know they, you know, Philly was still a thing when they, you know, they ran Philly mm-hmm. you know, for fifteen. Now they're coming back. You know, they gotta do something. Yeah. They just announced the big lineup. Uh, I think they're doing Friday Night SmackDown. That night is going to be uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Saturday before night one is going to be NXT Stand and Deliver. And then they're doing Monday Night Raw um, Monday night as well in Philly. So it's going to be Thursday. NXT, I think, is Saturday morning. Saturday before. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. right. Saturday before night one starts. And then they just also announced Wale Mania, which I think I'm most excited for. Uh, the rapper Wale is going to be there. There's always big guests and, you know, very, like, people from all different promotions will be there. And it's like a big rap concert and it's going to be a good time. But um, usually a good time. But I, there's, like, I feel like I'm going to have to take off the entire week from work. Like, I'm just going to have to be in Philly. Sleep. I'm going to just sleep in your backyard. I'll just stay out there, park the car yeah. somewhere. We, that's what you guys do. We, we put, I'll bring my, uh, my lawn chair because I know the rules in Philly. Put a lawn chair in the spot. No one can park there. So savings. That's right. Yeah. That savesies. I mean, that's the them's the rules. So yeah. Now it's going to be exciting, man. I'm just looking forward to seeing you in your blue suit, your blue tuxedo, with your blue <laughs> your, your sports entertainment glasses, like um, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> the blue, blue tuxedo. <laughs> Dude, how fuck? I mean, that would be cool though. That would be. Uh, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing that. Mimi. Yes, sir. Are you ready to spice up your Thanksgiving? Ready as I'll ever be. As we dive headfirst into mountains of potato, mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season. It's the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right, Meanie. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor and take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Visit manscaped.com right now and use promo code MIND. Mini for 20% off plus free shipping and enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Gobble, gobble, boys, and gobble, gobble to you, Mini. Let's talk about this new product here. How has it helped you and the little tiny Meanies downstairs after years of using the wrong product? I'll tell you what, the, I'll tell you one thing, man. I am thankful for manscaping the lawnmower uh, 5.0 ultra because i could take care of my uh, my, my my little cranberries and my uh, my turkey leg there and you know uh, i could go into the holiday feeling uh, confident and uh, secure that you know uh, when i'm stuffing my face uh, and i'm doing uh, some stuffing later on that uh, i don't i don't look like a fool so thank you i'm very thankful to my manscape lawn mower 5.0 ultra and you know meaning the one thing that we don't want to have is poor grooming be the topic of the dinner conversations at the table lord knows it's already going to be awkward enough so with the lawnmower 5.0 ultra you'll be able to be the talk of the table it's waterproof so you can groom wet or dry and let's face it 
We all want to look our best before carving that bird, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, the LED spotlight ensures you don't miss a spot, even in low-life situations. And speaking of carving, this, the dual skin-safe blade heads are your best teammates. The trimmer uh, blade takes care of business, while the foil blade gives you an irresistibly sleek finish like a winning touchdown at your Thanksgiving table. Little John and the Eastside boys have never looked better. And for my guys who go back for seconds, Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is the ultimate bundle for the man who deserves it all. This bad boy meanie is the whole plate and dessert. Included is the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, Manscapes Liquid Formulations, and two meanie, count it, two free gifts. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Now that you've tackled the fur, it's time to make sure you smell like royalty with the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Ball Deodorant. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The gift of Manscaped doesn't stop there. The bundle comes with two free gifts, Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 Premium Underwear and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. Uh, once you're done shaping up, it's only right you put those uh, put you put your pants presents in the best wrapping of all. They're seriously the best boxers I've ever worn. Uh, I get them. I probably have them send me a refresh once a month because I absolutely love them. So go ahead right now, meaning right today before you get to that Thanksgiving table. Go right now to Manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code mind meanie that's right it's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code mind meanie at manscape.com be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscape your balls will thank you and we thank manscaped for sponsoring the program but um I'm trying to think. Uh, um, Hoskins, did they release Hoskins from from the Phillies? Am I hearing this correctly? Uh, it looks like it's going to be that way. What unfortunately, happened? what happened? Well, no. Here's the thing. You know, Reese. You know, for those outside of Philadelphia, Reese Hoskins, first baseman of Philadelphia Phillies, is eligible to be a free agent this year. And then everything that happened with Bryce Harper and his elbow. He went from being in right field and then he came back to be a uh, designated hitter. Mm. But now that his arm's fully healed, the safest position for Bryce Harper is first base, which is Reese Hoskins' mm. uh, position. So, mm. you know, a little you know, hot stove. I guess, I guess it's hot stove season when you talk about like. You know what's going on in the, in the uh, you know winter baseball. You know, so so supposedly, Reese Hoskins will be a free agent. Uh, Adam uh, Aaron Nola will be uh, a free agent. I don't think the Phillies are going to re-sign him because his his number is going to be way too high. Mm. And uh, there's talks of the Phillies trading Nick Cassianos. Really. Yeah. Why? So, don't know. They were paying him a lot, but he was a little bit streaky, mm. you know. But uh, that bums me out. You know, yeah, it all bums me out. Aaron, I mean, Aaron Ola has been one of the longest reigning Phillies. You know, him and Hoskins. Yeah. Well, Hoskins he was in there longer than him. I'm not. I'm not sure. But you know, to see those two dudes go, who you know, came up through the Philly system, yeah. You know, 
I could see uh, see Nola going to St. Louis, mm-hmm. or or Hoskins going to St. Louis. St. Louis looks like they're going to try to rebuild. Or I, I heard Hoskins possibly with Boston, mm. but who knows? That's a shame. Uh, yeah, uh, Cassianos is from Miami, so there's a chance they might you know trade him to Miami. And then everybody's the rumor everybody's talking about is trying to get. Mike Trout to the Phillies from the A's. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, you know, from the area. He's from South Jersey, but, mm. you know, like I've always said, you know, South Philly owns from Trenton, uh, owns New Jersey from Trenton down. Yeah. So <laughs> from Trenton up is New York. Mm-hmm. From, uh, Everything from Trenton. Trenton. Yeah. Central Jersey down South Philly. Central Jersey up. Like the Mason Dixon, the, the what would you call it? The uh, not the Mason Dixon line, but the you know, uh, yeah, that's a good question. We got to come up with something good for it. The uh, south of our Mason Dixon would be the John, the John, <laughs> the Nick John line, yeah, you know, the, the Trenton John line, yeah. Or uh, like Philly has so many slang words, like yeah. John. What's New York have anything? Oh, they got a bunch of stuff, man. Um, Joe, uh, when you're acting Joe, that's one from New York. Uh, mm. When you're acting Joe, it means you're acting like out of pocket, like you're out of bounds, you know, acting like an idiot. Um, oh, like Pesci. What's that? Like Pesci? Yes, yeah, like uh. Pesci. Uh, no, I, I, I learned a bunch of stuff being with some of the, the younger people at work. When I was in Philly, they would teach me all the good new words. But I, I another one is that the kids are using is Riz. I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. I still, James has tried to explain it to me multiple times. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm like, am I, am I old? Am I lame yeah. now? I'm fucking lame, aren't I? Yeah. We are. <laughs> fuck, dude. We're officially would, lame. I didn't think it would happen that quickly, but. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. And John is just <laughs> a offshoot of joint. Yeah. Like, uh, like a Spike Lee joint, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, you look at somebody wearing some new uh, Nikes. Oh man, them joints are hot. Yep. So eventually, that just morphed into the John somehow. Uh, somebody, some mumble mouth went, "Oh, look at them Johns." Mm-hmm. Same point, and then that just took off. But yeah. Now that you mentioned Spike Lee, I hope that if he does make a movie in Philadelphia, he obviously utilizes it's the Spike Lee John. I feel like that would be <laughs> that would be the That'd only be- expect acceptable thing. Yeah. So, well, that's a shame about fucking Hoskins. I like watching him play. And Castellano, I didn't realize they were going to, they were looking to get rid of him, but. Um, Thank you. That's, that's the rumor. Yeah. You know, I, I listen to sports talk all day and. Right. You know, you know, that's my, basically my feed. People are like, oh, you, you keep keeping up. No, I'm keeping up on Philly sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wrestling news will come to me. Yeah. It just, it'll filter in. Yeah, I don't have to seek it out. It'll just come to me. You know, I have to seek out the sports stuff. But uh, speaking of sports, went to the 2300 Arena on yeah. Sunday and watched uh, Eagles uh, defend against uh, defend their turf against the Dallas Cowboys, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. How much? How, how many points did we beat the? Did we beat those shitheads by? Yeah, it was uh, what 28, 23. I think so. Yeah, that was, that was that was a cool experience. Uh, shout out to Roger at the twenty three hundred Arena. They have a um, there's the main arena, 
and then they've built this like bar, like out, you know, whatever in the sub arena, 2300 arena, I always get the 25 cent tour. And uh, where the new entrance to the building is, is actually where it was like the entrance to, you know, the back stage area mm. of the sub arena and stuff like that. So they've totally converted that area out and made this wonderful bar with like a bunch of like five or six TVs, big ass TVs. And um, <clears throat> they got a whole, a full like restaurant set up, you know, so... Went to uh, the 2300 Arena, had some great food, some great drinks, and watched the game. Um, and shout out to them. They're, they're trying to, they're doing like every game. You can, if, you, if you're an Eagles fan, you're in Philly, <clears throat> go down to uh, Bar 2300, which is inside the 2300 Arena. And uh, you can watch the games and then, um, you know, have some great food. I think uh, I'm going to be down there for the next Eagles Cowboys game, which mm. isn't a way game. But uh, <clears throat> shout out to my buddies over at the A2 Radio uh, Sport. They do Philly sports. Uh, it's A2 Radio. Agree to disagree. A2D Radio. Agree to disagree. Radio. Because uh, Mike came out and uh, Mike Chromiak from there came out and we were watching the game and. Uh, might do it like a live remote from there. So cool. let's figure something, figure something out, talk sports, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that was a, that was an interesting game. Uh, high, uh, anxiety. Yeah. Uh, the old game. Um, yeah, dude, just, uh, where do you even start? It's like, as I'm wearing the shirt, <clears throat> Uh, you can only see on the Patreon uh, my Dallas We Hate You shirt with uh, a gr- group of fans. Like if you've ever watched like NFL films, go on YouTube and look up the uh, Eagles-Cowboys rivalry, which uh, the word rivalry is my rival. Um, and you see this guy going, Dallas, Dallas, we hate you. And somebody went and made this shirt, and I, I got in t- just in time for three days after the fucking game. But uh, um, yeah, the, the, the Eagles Cowboys rivalry is is pretty fucking intense in my mind. Yeah, you know, I don't know how the younger generation sees it, but um, yeah, it's always been a thing. You know, people are like, yeah. You know, then you get the guys, are, oh, the Eagles Giants, that oh, that's more intense to me. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. Eagles Giants are more like uh, Eagles Giants are like the cu- ugly cousins that like all, always argue. But then yeah. when the outsider comes in, we gang up on the outsider, which is usually the Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Washington's just like the cousin Oliver of NFC East. You know, just they're just like, nah, go away. You're you're here. You're present. You know, you put up a fight every now and then, but stop it. Uh, but yeah, the game was uh, pretty intense, um, pretty good, and uh, you know the Eagles are struggling a little bit on defense because they you know, got so many injuries. Mm-hmm. Monty Maddox went out like the first couple weeks, and uh, Roby went out for a little bit, but he's going to be back for the Chiefs game. And then, uh, unfortunately, Dallas Goddard, Goddard got a arm injury, which is mm-hmm. going to have him out for four weeks. Oh, jeez. 
But the bright side of that is the Eagles are on their bye week. So technically he's only going to be gone for like three weeks. But uh, it's one of those games where you go, man, this game's a classic because we won. Right, right. (laughs) We wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever won this game, it would have been a classic for their fan base. You know, so this is one of those classics where, you know, the Eagles, you know, uh, you know, scored the first touchdown. Cowboys tied. Then Cowboys went ahead. But then, um, you know, it just uh, it became like like uh, a battle of wills. Just like uh, you know, the, the Cowboys only gave up like the Cowboys only scored like six points in the second half. The Eagles' uh, offense, I mean, defense, as much as they're struggling right now, were able to, you know. Hold them off. Yeah. You know, yeah. did you watch the game at all? I watched parts of it. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to. The kids, I think, bogarted the TV, but the stuff I saw was very nail biting. Like it was very like, okay, we're great. We're doing a great job. We're smoking them. And then, oh, fuck, they're, they're, they're pulling up. There was one play in particular that I, I remember watching and I, I, I drowned, drawn a blank, but I remember just being like, oh, God, this is not good. Like there were moments, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like every Philly sports game, though. It's like there's moments where everything is fucking great. And then, oh my God, I'm going to drink bleach. And now, okay, we won. Fuck Dallas. This, I knew this was going to happen, you know? Yeah, there was a... Um... <laughs> what was it? I texted you about it. What was the play? Um, it was a catch. It was one of the... Um, it hurts through it to somebody. And I, I remember saying, oh my God, it was an amazing catch. I just can't... It was like... like uh, it was a touchdown. Oh, remember? Was the, the Smitty touchdown. That's the one I was thinking of. Right. But do you couldn't have put the ball in a better spot. Yeah. Or... <clears throat> uh, Smith to catch it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Ironically, the Dolphins threw uh, a similar touchdown to, you know, against the Eagles, you know, a couple of weeks prior in that, that same corner in the end zone, which I was like, the CS to be able to do is like fucking, fucking yeah. A. And then after he scored a touchdown, um, they uh, went to do the alley oop. He alley ooped it to, uh, oh my God. I am I am off today because I was, I was too busy talking. I'm like I'm like Kelly Bundy when she's uh, <laughs> on that that, that uh, game show where she has so much knowledge in her head, and then like if you introduce a new piece of knowledge, the other not. So he alley oops it to AJ Brown, and they're reenacting this uh, Wade fucking LeBron dunk mm-hmm. where like. Wade's with his arms out like this, and you see the dunk in the background, and it's become a meme. But uh, yeah, it was probably one of the best touchdowns of the year. Yeah, you know, for the Eagles. But uh, yeah, there's you know the Eagles went ahead, and uh, the Cowboys, you know, went to throw a touchdown, and it ended up being a yard short. Mm-hmm. And then there was one touchdown where like they're going for trying for the two point conversion, right? Okay, this they, they did the t- one touchdown with the uh, two point conversion, and then uh, Dak, in typical Cowboys fashion, while he's running to scramble to run in for the two point conversion, steps out of bounds. Ah, so there, there's a couple things we you know where like you know uh, the Cowboys lost in typical Cowboys fashion, where it's just like laughable. You know whether it's you know Tony Romo fumbling a go ahead field goal on the the one yard line and scrambling to get it and it gets tackled by the Seahawks or you know just uh 
you know, the whole Eagles 44 to six game, you know, you know, the, the, you know, mm. the launch Eagles into the playoffs or, I mean, last year with the uh, Cowboys against the 49ers where they, Zeke snaps the ball to Dak and, oh. or, you know, Dak, you know, uh, they're trying to do a hurry up drill in Dallas against San Francisco and he runs and slides and doesn't know he has, doesn't have enough time to clock the ball. Just, He's the you know, fucking worst. He watching him play is painful. I was watching the stats. Uh, he, Dan, what do you call him, buddy? This is a drizzling shit. That's what he fucking is. What, like watching some of the shit that they had on the screen, where it was like, oh, Jalen Hurts is like, you know, in the top five or whatever it is. I don't know if it's like you know uh, yards thrown or you know like passes completed, whatever it is. Fucking Prescott, dead last in the whole fucking league for everything. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, points when coming from behind. Jalen Hurts was the first. That's what it was. Yeah, and, and Dak is last, <laughs> dead fucking last, dude. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine trying to build your franchise around that shit. But uh, here's what's infuriating: like the people, you know, after the game, going, "Oh well, Dak, you know, he played a great game. He he stepped out of bounds." On a crucial play, they like if he would have made that two point conversion. Yeah. On the final drive of the play, all they had to do is you know kick a field goal and tie and go to overtime. Right. right? He threw the. Uh, <laughs> they have a tight end Ferguson who I who I kept yelling Turd Ferguson. You know, <laughs> anytime he called the ball, I went Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Turd Ferguson, funny hat, funny name. That's um, no, not my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Yeah, right. I'm derailing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, he threw the pass to Turd Ferguson, and it was you know a yard short, short because the guy went down to one knee before the ball broke the plane. Yeah. Meanwhile, on that same play, if you watch, number three was wide open in the middle of the fucking field. The deck didn't even bother looking at. It. He would he could have scored a touchdown there. Stupid. Absolutely fucking yeah. stupid. But uh, sucks. I think and this might have been the first head-to-head with uh, Dak and uh, Jalen Hurts. Mm. Yeah. Last year, Eagles-Cowboys, uh, Dak was hurt. Second one, Jalen was Dak was back, Jalen was hurt. Mm. And the Cowboys still are, almost lost to Gordon Mishu. But, you know, just, um, it'll be interesting. You know, uh, the stretch coming up for the Eagles is going to be rough. They got mm-hmm. to buy this week. Then they got the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Which I would normally say flip a coin, yeah. But um, but the Chiefs' defense has like been keeping them in the games. Like the yeah. Chiefs' offense hasn't been as good as they they were, but like their defense has been stellar in keeping them in the game. Where as good as last year? Uh, the, 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 their defense is pretty good this year. Yeah, uh, I don't know what. Or ranked or whatever, but you know, it's just from what my eyes tell me, I'm like, oh man, their defense is pretty good. But then again, they recently just beat the Dolphins, so who knows? Right. The Dolphins have a don't have a winning record against teams with a winning record. They've only beaten people with losing records. Jeez. So that's hard to, to gauge. But you know, the, the Eagles Chiefs game should be a good one mm-hmm. where the Eagles offense is is clicking. Yeah, but uh, the defense is doing okay. But, you know, because, you know, they had like their, 
you know, two fourth stringers and, you know, playing in the, uh, the backfield, you yeah. know, for, uh, the Eagles, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, what happens in this coming you know, the, the coming weeks. This is going to be the, the, you know, the tough stretch. Uh, they got the chiefs, they got the bills at home. They got the 49ers at home. The 49ers game is going to be fucking lit. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be crazy. They said the Eagles, uh, Cowboys game had 27 million viewers. Wow. 27 yeah. million? 27 million Holy viewers. shit, man. So I, with everything that happened between the Eagles and the 49ers in that last game, in that NFC championship game, I'm pretty sure that game's going to be, that the ratings on that one should be through the roof as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, the 49ers and then the Seahawks, who mm. are low-key good. They're doing good, but they're up in Seattle, so nobody really knows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they got a, I think the Eagles got a good chance with this. The only one I'm really worried about is Kansas City, and that's because they're at Kansas City. Right. You know, Kansas City's a, a rabid sports town just like Philly, so... It's going to be, there's going to be quite the um, atmosphere. Do you but think that 49ers game is going to be fucking lit? Do you think you there's know? going to be any issue with Jalen Hurts? It looked like he, that's what I was thinking about. He almost got hurt. They, they fucking clipped him in the knee and his fucking, looked like he hyperextended or did something. I was like, oh my God. Do you think that's going to be an issue going forward? Well, no. Uh, Jalen's, uh, from what everything, all the uh, people I follow, they say he's got a, Jalen has been dealing with a bone bruise, mm. his, a bone bruise in his knee. And, and that, that shot that he took in the Cowboys game just kind of re-aggravated it. I see. But if you saw, he got up and ran to the, the dressing room and we're like, oh man, I hope he runs back out. He ran back out. And that second half, he, he did a couple scrambles where he had to, he, he ran. So wow. he looks like he's doing all right. You know, P, I forget what game. It might have been the Dolphins game where he, he came out in the second half with a knee brace. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my God, he's wearing a knee brace. What's going on? But like he's just been dealing with a, a bone bruise. Mm. So, uh, but, you know, um, what that does is it puts to, puts to rest the notion that Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback, which right. is bullshit. Like, his his rushing yards have gone down, but his passing rate has gone way up because mm. he's he's standing in the pocket, he's surveying the field and throwing the ball and hitting passes that like putting him in places where only the receiver can get him. Right, right. But there was one pass to I want to say to Smith, or he threw it, and there was like three three fucking Cowboys around him, and only Smith. Was in the could could have been able to catch that ball. It's like holy shit, man! The accuracy is crazy. Watching him play yeah. is is something something special, man. Yeah, we got lucky, man. Like yeah. uh, I mean, draft him when we had Carson Wentz as our quarterback. God, and look, I, dude, I gave Carson Wentz. I was a Carson Wentz defender for a good bit. You know, he, I, you know, his first year was okay. First year, he he became the quarterback with. Two days notice because Sammy Sleeves, fucking, uh, what's his wow. name? Uh, Sam, uh, I can't, Sam Bradford was our yeah, quarterback. That's it. Yeah. 
here's a chain of events. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater was the Vikings quarterback. They were practicing. He blew out his knee. Minnesota's without a quarterback. The Eagles trade Sam Bradford to Minnesota. Yep. And then Carson Wentz, who was supposed to be a red-shirted third-string quarterback just to learn the system for the year, is thrust into the quarterback position. Does well. And then in the second year, as our quarterback, he was lights out. Yeah, you know, just fucking, he was in the running for the MVP. And then uh, blew up, he got his knee tore up against the Rams. And then the uh, the battle that Nick Foles started, you know, yeah. Nick Foles took us to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. Legend, Next has, year. It. Legend has it. He's still unraveling it in the locker room. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, a bag, it's like a baguette. Yep. Praise Stop looking. Stop <laughs> Praise be to Big Dick Nick. And then, um, you know, the, the following year, there's a problem with uh, Carson's back. Mm-hmm. They almost, they go back to the playoffs with Foles again. Yeah. And it was almost the same scenario if Alshon hadn't dropped that pass. Yeah. Um, and then the following year, that was 2017, 2018, then 2018, 2019, 2019 to 2020, Carson actually carries the team on his back with a bunch of like second and third string receivers and wins the NFC East. Right. First game in the playoffs against the Seattle Heat Seahawks and he gets cheap shot from behind and concussed. Ugh. You know, and you, there's no way, there's no way you're not going to convince me that was a, a dirty hit. Oh, of course you it know, was. It looked like a dirty first hit. Couple, yeah, first couple plays of the, um, his, his first four snaps of playoffs, and he's he's concussed out of the game. Yeah, like come on, that that was that was that was a, a an intentional fucking move. Yeah, and then that off season they draft Jalen Hurts, which you know he they wanted you know. The, the Eagles, you know, uh, pride themselves of being a quarterback factory, self, self-imposed self quarterback factory. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure when you've been replaced by one guy and he won the Super Bowl and the same guy almost goes to the Super Bowl the next year and then you finally get your chance to go to the playoffs, but you get knocked out and then they draft a guy in the second round that's the thing. He, you know, Hertz was drafted in the second round. When you're concussed and highly emotional, yeah, that doesn't help. So the next season, the 2020 season, Carson was dog shit because I think he was still suffering, you know, effects from the concussion, and then uh, you know, seeing your future backup, you know, drafted in the draft with a second round pick, yeah, he was playing under pressure and making bad decisions, but, you know, he went to, he got traded, he, he traded to the Colts, went to Washington, Washington didn't work out, and then he was without a team, and this recently, he just signed with the uh, LA Rams. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about a good human interest story. I, you know what, I hope Carson Wentz does well with the Rams, as long as it's not against the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just, yep. uh, yeah, supposedly he was like, uh, the equivalent of like a, like his attitude was kind of like, 
he thought he knew more than the, the people who were coaching him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was playing great. He's playing lights out, you know, the first couple seasons and they got hurt and then he cussed and all this stuff. And allegedly his, you know, attitude in the locker room was, you know, not great. Mm. Yeah. But now that he's been like without a team for it, maybe, maybe this is, will be a humbling experience, you know, and I'm all for the comeback. Yeah. So, you know, as long as it doesn't affect my Eagles, uh, I want to see Carson Wentz do well. Yep. You know, Meanie. What's that, Adam? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best. With quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard, it can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, Meanie. They are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is, is a product I've been using for years and uh, when we started Mind and Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily, uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Roads CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year, earned thousands of five-star reviews, and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a, co- a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, meaning I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But they select mm-hmm. our they select their hemp from high-quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote-unquote white label brand. So right now you can go to greenroads.com meaning and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything meaning that's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com and use promo code meanie at checkout. It's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code meanie at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD. And we thank them for sponsoring the program. One thing I want to see do well right now is me asking you a question, sir. Oh. Are you ready to ask me any? I would love to. Ask me something. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them on the program. And uh, Meanie, I believe we have both remembered our seltzers today. What did you bring today on this, uh, this fine Saturday morning? I have... Waterloo sparkling water spiced apple. Oh man, I bet that smells so fucking good. Yeah, oh, man. man. I got I, I, I fucking uh, splurged and got the good shit, the sparkling ice raspberry lemonade. 
I have this and the berry lemonade, which are my favorite flavors. And uh, we're going to crack these right now in uh, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it smells yeah, so good. And pinkies up. Oh, yeah. Which is great for audio. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. How's it taste? Good. I got some on my glasses, too. So. <laughs> they're the sports entertainment glasses, so it works for yeah. the, the moment. Yeah. Sports entertainment glasses, That's right. yes. Uh, friend of the show, Carlo Carlson, wants to know, hey, fellas, uh, Tommy Dreamer invites Old Blue and Goob to an ECW reunion Thanksgiving potluck. What do Blue and Goob bring <laughs> to make the party right? That's a fucking great question. Uh, what are you like, like food? Oh, yeah, I guess we can bring whatever we want. I know what I'm going to bring. I'll, I'll bring a uh, a cheesecake with gra- with a fine graham cracker co- crust. Because I am a uh, cheesecake with a graham cracker crust, Mark. I'm going to bring thumbtacks. I feel like that's the right move. I don't oh, know, yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like I show up with a bag of thumbtacks, and it's like, oh, okay. This seems this seems right. <laughs> I, uh, Tom, I brought that roll of razor wire you asked for. <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I would bring. Yep. Yeah. I'm say Some fat take of food. Hey, listen, as long as you bring a cheesecake for me, man, I'll be, I'll be fucking set, dude. Fatty brought food. <laughs> Fatty fall down. <laughs> Mark and Dryden wants to know two questions in one. Do you think the NWA lost its TV deal due to Jim Mitchell's cocaine spot on the pay-per-view? Also, is this an overreaction by the CW or not? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I wish they wouldn't have done that spot. Mm-hmm. I love Billy. I love Jim Mitchell. Um, to me, Jim Mitchell's one of the, an underrated manager, great talker, great promo. Uh, I love Billy. Uh, you know, so I'm a, a good friend. Uh, just, it, it's so weird what freaks networks out. You can hit somebody with a steel chair and you can bleed all over a place, but do a line of Coke and. Right, that's kind of my issue. It's like, you know, like, yeah, was the spot great? Eh, maybe not, but like, AEW's got guys gushing blood every fucking week, and this is what, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that and, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I mean, it was on a pay-per-view, which I'm sure they wouldn't have done it on their regular show, you know? Yeah. But uh, still... I just wish they wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have done it because, you know, knowing how the the uh, network's kind of freaking out about it. But uh, to me, it's just like how can, how can I, how, I can watch somebody do drugs on a, a network television show that's not real? And you know, he didn't really do coke one. You know, whatever. Right. But I think, I think the network overreacted a little bit. I get it, but, you know, they're thinking in a way of sponsorships and stuff like that. You know, you can't do a line of Coke on uh, your, your wrestling show, but you can sell ads for big dick pills, you know, or, you know, just. Right. Where's the line here? Like you're. Yeah. Well, the, we saw where the line was and uh, Jim snorted it. But. um <laughs> Allegedly, uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yeah. But uh, 
I think the the reaction's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I it's stupid, but I get it. But it is everything's hypocritical, you know. You know, pick your drug. You know, if you drank a beer, would you be up as upset? You know, right? People get drunk and drive, and you know, get drink and drive or whatever. You know, you sell Levitra pills, and they're you know, or some kind of pill that the, the side effects sound worse than the thing you actually have. Honest to God, man. Yeah. Uh, side effects include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Violent and aggressive diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. A South Valley fucking yeah. rhea. Anal leakage. Uh, or as we call it, dude, look. Yeah. Which I was experiencing yesterday in the ShopRite bathroom. <laughs> Oh, I, I told that story off air. I'm sorry. No, I, I that's okay. Uh, you have to join the Patreon for that story. A little, um, te- little teaser for you there. A little, uh, little, little taste of what we uh, we were talking about. Yeah, you get a show before the show uh-huh. on the patreoncom slash mind me. But, uh, <laughs> dude, every time I go, to, I love the Oregon Diner. Oh yeah, which right in South Philly on the Third and Snyder. Mm-hmm. Third, I know Third and Oregon. I always confuse Snyder and Oregon. But uh, which I don't know why, but uh, third in Oregon, but the Oregon Niner is the cure for constipation. Yes. And uh, we we get we get what me and Mrs. Meany, well, Mrs. Meany coined the phrase. We get dinerrea. <laughs> before as soon as you leave that fucking place. Katie barred the fucking door. You got a fucking chocolate monsoon in your pants. You know, <laughs> fucking bud wired toilet bowl. <laughs> or as I call it, the private bile from Full Metal Jacket. You know, spray the fucking you mood a mist the fucking porcelain. Mood Okay, I can't <laughs> bud wiring the toilet. It's just yeah. a fucking bowl. Uh, the, the original bug ball. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Sugar Shane wants to know top five underrated bands of all time. Oh wow. That's a hefty question, pal. There's so many. Uh I'm afraid to say I saw a call somebody underrated when yeah. they're actually rated. Uh maybe maybe then we can just say ba- I mean we've talked about like bands that are that are actually good that people shit on, you know, but underrated? I always, I mean, you know, I think the Black Crows are underrated, but yeah. most people would think they're rated, you know? Um, shit. I don't know. The Tubes. Oh, the band The Tubes are pretty good. The Struts, uh, too. I feel like the Struts are, like, under the radar. The struts are very underrated. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, let's talk to Luke for a second there. Uh, Luke Spiller from the struts. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to meet him at the MMR, MMR BQ right before the, I want to say right before the lockdown. Mm. Um, it's actually on my birthday. Oh, MMR BQ was on my birthday a couple years ago. And it was uh, the struts, Fozzie. Uh, Shine down, Joan Jet. So I went there. And I was like, 
Yeah, and then I was like, you know, I see somebody, oh, hey, thanks for playing my birthday party, you know? <laughs> but the guys from Shine Down, they were awesome. Cool. Um, Struts, they were awesome. Uh, hung out with Fozzie for a little bit. Hung out with Jericho. Uh, got a photo. Somebody, some, one of my friends who's a contra photographer snapped a photo of Jericho singing, and I'm in the background on the stage just chill. Oh, that's cool. But uh, <clears throat> that's that night... Well, that night wasn't the first time I saw the Struts. I first saw the Struts when they opened up for the Foo Fighters in uh, Camden. And uh, Luke Spiller, like, the Struts were a band in England. And then uh, Dave Grohl did this interview on uh, British radio. And he said, the Struts are the future of rock and roll. And then that, that like moment, everybody was calling to book the struts for mm. this, that, the other thing. And this, you know, struts took off. So the Foo Fighters took the struts on tour. And uh, Luke is amazing. Yeah. Great singer. And the whole band's amazing. I'm so glad you brought up the struts. And uh, during the Foo Fighters set, they have this tradition of introducing every, you know, somebody from the band and that person from the band plays like, like a cover. Mm-hmm. Part of a cover, like uh, Chris, the guitar player from the the Foo's, Chris Shiflett will, will play like a Van Halen riff. Nate, the bass player, will play you know another one, Bites the Dust. Uh, Pat Smear, he'll play the MTV theme from the eighties. But then uh, Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, miss you. Uh, will come out and sing Under Pressure. Mm. But now they're doing the tour with the Struts and they bring up Luke to do the Freddie Mercury part. Oh, no shit. And it's fucking perfect. Wow. If you can find it on YouTube, the uh, Foo Fighters with Luke Spiller doing Under Pressure. Amazing. Wow. I definitely so, yeah, see my, that. My number one underrated band right now would be the Struts. Yeah, of, you know, of right now. Of all time. Um... See, I'd probably, I'd probably say the Struts. I think is my answer too. Struts are number one. Do a top five is hard. Yeah, because you're going. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna leave somebody out and be mad at myself because I forgot them. Yeah. You know, I could say Doc and and somebody go. What are you talking about? They're, 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 Everybody knows Doc and yeah. I love Doc and I love Doc and I love Rat. I love. The whole '80s yeah. era, you know, you know, Doc and Rat. Uh, Warrant was good. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, Jamie Lane was a really good lyricist, you know. But they were stuck in a time where, hair, you know, the hair band era. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you know Warrant came around in the '70s, people would be still going, "Oh man, what a classic band," you know. Yeah. But. but uh, I'm just going to say one band. I'll say the Struts. Yeah. The Struts are definitely underrated. Our last question of the day comes from Justin. How about, how about, how about you? Oh, me? Did, um, I'd say the Struts. I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested in who you think's underrated. I mean, I would say the Struts, man. Honestly, like that would that was my first answer was like, they. I saw them uh, open for the Foo Fighters in 2018. And I actually just okay. posted, I just posted a picture of uh, that I took of Luke, um, when he was uh, singing, it's one of my favorite pictures. It's on my Instagram. 
And uh, I just thought they were great. Every time they're on the radio, I just fucking love them. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, I'm a big fan of like Elliot Smith. I think he's a really underrated singer. Dude, I was just listening to Elliot Smith the other day. Hey, he's fucking great, dude. Love he, uh, Elliot Smith. Talk about a mis- mysterious life. His death yeah. was mysterious. Yes, it was very mysterious. Like, like, like something off happened there for sure. Um, they found the the, the reader digest is Elliot Smith, underrated singer songwriter, composer. Um, go out and get uh, what was the album? Um, figure eight. What's it called? Yeah, there's figure eight and either or. Those are his like. His classic fucking records, yeah. Yes. Yes, there's a, uh, I can't think of the documentary. Oh my God. Now you got me wanting to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I listened to Elliot Smith the other day. I was listening to Figure Eight. Yeah. But his, he was found dead w- with a, a knife in his chest. Yeah. I don't know if it was self-inflicted or somebody did it to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that, I don't know, man, I have, I have, again, like not to be a conspiracies, but like, right. there's a, there's a lot of fucking evidence that suggests this guy was fucking killed by somebody. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't check out. Like, I won't get into the specifics. You can look it up. This is not what we do on the show here, but like, there's just yeah. so much shit that's there. Like, ah, man, fucking, I love, so I remember like learning about Elliot Smith. Um, I think it was 96 or 97. When, well, when did Good Will Hunting come out? Because Good Will Hunting is one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. And he did, like, I guess they knew Matt Damon and Ben Affleck knew about him uh, in the music scene. And he scored, like, Between the Bars is on the record or on the um, on the, the movie. And then Angelus is in, like, this real pivotal scene, like this transition scene in the movie. Uh, and then he wrote a song called Miss Misery for the movie. Yes. And it was actually nominated for an Academy Award because it was so good. And um, that, oh God, just fucking. He, he, I had, he performed it at the Oscars. Yeah, he performed it with Robin Williams who did Blame Canada, which won, that was the same year that Blame Canada was nominated for the Oscar and won the won the Oscar. But um, no, man, I had no idea you were an Elliott Smith fan. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just found a uh, trove of unreleased stuff. Uh, like unre- there's like a, Unreleased double album I just found on the interwebs. No shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was gonna say it. send it over. Send it over my way. It's actually gonna be my next tattoo. If I'm gonna do like kind of a combination of, I'm doing like a line drawing of where he's sitting in the cover of uh, either or smoking a cigarette, and then I'm gonna take some of the red like from the cigarette smoke. I'm gonna take some of the uh, red lines from uh, the figure eight cover and put it like as it's kind of wrapping up my arm. So let me see. Oh, What's man. my favorite? Smith song. Uh, okay. I can't say. I got to give me a second. I got to yeah, type yeah. it in. I think if uh, I'm if I'm talking about Elliot Smith, I'm talking about my favorite song by him. I would probably say "Say Yes" is my favorite record. Um, that's on the either or. If you're going to start anywhere with Elliot Smith, I would say start with um, uh, start with uh, either or. You can also go back and find his older stuff. He was at the, with a band called Heatmeister for a while. And they have a lot of yes. really great stuff. And then he went, so there was some disparity between the group and he went solo. And um, yeah, talk about like a really sad life. Like just, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, would, uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, Junk Bond Trader. Yeah. Junk Bond Trader. Great records, man. I want to play it, but I want us to get 
on fucking YouTube. <laughs> well, well, what we'll do is we'll share the links in the Patreon group, uh, so you can come, you can come and take a look at it there. I think this is official YouTube. Let me see. Yeah. Well, junk bonds. Yeah, uh, the top. Yeah. Yeah, it says topic Elliot Smith, but like it's the whole the whole figure eight albums on. Yeah. Just a great but, record. Yeah, underrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm dude. You fuck. You just. <laughs> There's lots of memories from my brain. Man. Yeah, struts definitely because the struts have that that glam, yeah, rock seventy like uh, like a T Rex kind of vibe mm-hmm. that I like. The Elliot Smith is just kind of has has his like Beatles type thing going on. Yeah, dude, there definitely is like a almost like a Lennon esque, you know, yeah, like he, that double fantasy timeline where he was uh, yeah, doing a lot yeah. of the acoustic stuff. Yeah. The the drunk bond trader has like or, orchestral pieces in it that kind of remind me of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Man, that's so fucking cool. I had no idea. It's it's rare. Like it's hit that piano piece in Junk Bond Trader is fucking great. Yeah, dude. Man, I can't fucking wait to spend that record. My brother David, actually, my brother David from Quakertown. He's the one that initially like kind of reintroduced me to Elliot Smith in the I think it was like the early two thousands. Uh, and I was, I just like, from that point on, it was like, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm with this guy. So, um, trying to think there's anybody, I'm trying to think there's anybody else, man. The Struts, Elliot Smith. Um, hmm. I mean, I could easily say the cars, but they're probably rated. Well, meaning I want to thank you for answering these questions again, every single week with us here. Uh, like I said, you can go and use your hashtag AskMeanie and drop your questions for us. And as a reminder, y'all, as a fun programming note, in two weeks on Thanksgiving week, we're going to have an entire AskMeanie episode. So be sure to ask your questions. Sure. Drop them to us on Twitter because we're never fucking calling it X. Don't ask us to do that. Uh, no. Drop it to us anywhere on our Instagram and uh, let us know. Meanie, I want to thank you as always for doing this program with me. I want to thank the pod squad for being here as well today. But also, before we wrap up, I want to know where everyone can keep up to date with Blue when they're not listening to you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, the follow the Blue meaning on all forms of social media. That's Facebook, Twittergram. Twittergram. That's a new one. <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now threads at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. Uh, to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. To support, the, uh, to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to ColinElbowBrand.com, use coupon code Meanie, or use coupon code MIND. Save 10% wherever you shop at ColinElbowBrand.com. Now you got the cool looking shirts after your beard fell like my... Bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get the blue spruce beard oil and bomb. Shout out to my boy Josh Thornton. Doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeardcare.com. He rounds the cats up, uh, takes them to the vet, gets them back to health, and releases them out, you know, back into the wild, all on his own uh, accord. So any money, any dollar you spend at madcatbeardcare.com goes right and take care of the kitties. So the Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by the amazing Hal Haney, 
but many real world wrestlers, including myself, that I'm trying not to spoil. Uh, for more information, go to ultraprowrestling.com or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's at UPW Video Game on the Twitter. Uh, figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie are available right now. All Series 1 can be ordered now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. Uh, you can get yourself an old school uh, Blue Mini or BWO Blue Mini. Uh, the BWO Blue Mini is pretty limited, so uh, you might want to get that while you still can. Go to shop.figurecollections.com. Shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see him make these amazing looking shoes, go to uh, follow him on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's G-O-I Kicks. To have the Blue Meanie on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast and then book the blue guy for your podcast. Simple as that. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, I just did a couple last week, and they're a lot of fun. So let's try to make somebody's day a little bit brighter over at Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads, and also on Blue Sky. I'm actually really enjoying that app, meaning I have to be, I have to be honest with you. I haven't, been I on, check that out. haven't been on in a couple of days, but I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. It's like Twitter without the bullshit and the dumpster fires. So you can find <laughs> me there at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can also listen to my second show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, i got a lot of great shows coming up. Uh, guests include Cameron Hawkins, Alfred Kunawa, Sir Wilkins. Duke Bennett will be on the show as well. we got a couple of uh, Sam Watches, Bad Rassel, and Poorly's coming up. Uh, more, most recently, we watched Hell in a Cell 2019, and Sam had a lot of thoughts about that. So come and listen to me and the executive voice pull apart all the bad matches in the history of wrestling at foundationradio.net. Don't forget the holidays are coming up, uh, and you can pick up your favorite podcast host uh, at brothersgatter.com. You can get yourself an official Adam Bernard and Blue Meanie wrestle buddy. Uh, and you can actually get them separately, but I would recommend Meanie getting that two pack. That's right, two pack, two pack of the mind of the meanie fellas at brothersgatter.com. The Feinberg method, use promo code Goober and save up 20% off of your entire purchase. Uh, my trainer, Brad Feinberg, is ready to help you with your mental and physical well-being. So go to the feinbergmethod.com. Don't forget to check out the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Don't forget to stop in and tell Kane uh, that meanie and Adam sent you. You can schedule your appointment today at 10th Ward Barbershop. Dot com pro wrestling tees slash foundation radio pro wrestling tees uh, dot com slash mind of the meanie pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at casa de meanie and the barnard home for wayward and troubled youth don't forget to sign up today and become a member of the pod squad uh, by going to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and don't forget to uh, pick up your products using our promo codes from our friends at green road cbd and manscaped who we want to thank for sponsoring the program today we appreciate you we appreciate you listening and don't forget to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe, share. 
with anyone, scream at someone at Wawa, tell them that you want us, that you want them to listen to the show, stand there and just play it for them and have them hit the like button. Any way that works, youtube.com slash mind of the meaning. Meaning, I want to thank you for your time as always. Good, sir. We appreciate thank you. you. And uh, we appreciate the pod squad. And thank you for listening. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Of the meaning. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie. And become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Minnie's brain out.